Today, we're going to start the show with a special guest. Adam Scarry has been marketing in the corporate sector for 17 years. He's the Director of Operations for Building Arizona Families, a board member of the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and the husband of Kelly Rourke Scarry. I covered all the angles. Yeah, they had asked me just to mention something about Kelly's story. And I think the most polarizing aspect to me was, actually, Kelly was the first person that I had ever met who was adopted. I didn't know that it was, it's not really an underground culture, but it's something that people don't seem to celebrate and talk about in a positive context. And I just, one thing that sticks out with me is Kelly was born eight days before the actual landmark case of Roe versus Wade. I thought to myself, you know, I, I wonder if Kelly's mom had been given the option, had it been legal, what her choice would have been, had abortion been a viable option. And the thing that sticks out to me is not only, and everyone's got their political bias and their uh, their personal bent, but I think the thing that sticks out to me that's undeniable and irrefutable is if Kelly's mom would have chosen to terminate her pregnancy, what she really would have done was abort all the future potential of that child, or in this instance, Kelly, and because she made a selfless decision. Yeah, it's not always the easy decision, and oftentimes easy decisions aren't always the most beneficial or the most advantageous for us. But in Kelly's mother making the decision to place her for adoption, out of that decision has come the direct intervention and rescue of over 700 other children. The argument, at least in my mind, a working example is you're not just terminating a pregnancy that's a very sterile, uh, very clean, sanitary concept. You're terminating the potential of a life and all the lives they could have impacted. And out of the 46 million that we've aborted so far, nobody knows how many doctors, lawyers, presidents, congressmen, senators, biochemists, inventors, entrepreneurs, we've aborted. But I can tell you, in at least in my family, had Donna K. Evans chosen what could have very easily been the low road had there been about a week's difference, uh, there would be hundreds and hundreds of kids whose lives would never have been impacted by Kelly because you terminate their destiny, you terminate their potential, you're not just terminating a life, you're terminating all the impact that life could have made. So as far as that argument, I think my wife's story trumps the argument that, oh, it's just a, it's just another baby. Well, in her case, it was a woman who became a social worker who has made it her life's mission to save other children. And then when we got together, began dating, engaged, married, it became my passion. I came out of the corporate sector, had almost no exposure to adoption, and now that's become my life's mission. And so who knows what uh, we will do, what the final number will be. But it's much like Oscar Schindler, who once taken his eyes off himself and began to look in the long term versus the temporal, found the value in people's potential, not just where they are at the moment, which is why we have an aftercare program. But uh, I can tell you, at least in my mind, that settles the argument that it may be a, a fetus to some, a, a mistake to others, but really what you're holding is uh, someone's destiny in your hands, someone's future. 
and all the impact they can make for good. And if there's ever a working example of that, it would be uh, my wife and her story. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Last night I watched Unplanned. Oh, I've seen that. And I thought it was a very powerful movie. I thought it was very well done. I only had one problem with it. I think it was preaching to the choir. The people that are going to get information out of that already believe that abortion is the wrong choice. And I think we need to make that more known. We need to not say, okay, let's not talk to the religious people necessarily let's put out the facts and let them realize that these are lives you know i think that's a very good point i also have seen the movie i saw Mm -hmm. it when it came out i try really hard to stay on top of the movies that discuss adoption and abortion even the ones that are made for tv because we often get phone calls as an agency after they are released i bet you do So I agree with you on the movie. I think that we are continually targeting the people that are already on our boat. Right. And I think that if we step outside of the box, that is where we're going to change what society understands. And we can only do that through education. Right. I think it's vital. It's vital. Okay. And it's time. I think as a country and as a society, we are gravitating towards more knowledge and that is being shown in the laws that are being passed through the heartbeat law and some of the other laws in terms of when abortions can happen or changing. Mm -hmm. So that is an incredible piece. I love that you watched the movie. Yeah. I had a very hard time during the abortion scene. Oh, Lisa couldn't watch it. She, she's like, I got to turn away. I can't. And she was tearing up. And yeah. My 16-year-old wanted to see the movie, and I, and I let her. Mm-hmm. And she is very, very, very pro-life. I was hesitant to let her watch the movie because of that one scene. It is hard. Very hard. There's a couple of scenes that Lisa's like, I just can't do this. And, but it's powerful. It's powerful. And, and, and where I think the movie did an amazing job was really portraying an insider's view into Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. I know that they're contesting some of the aspects of it, and I don't want to get into the legalities of it. However, I learned a lot about Planned Parenthood, not necessarily about abortion, but about Planned Parenthood itself. As an organization. As an organization. Okay. 
regardless of whether there are some myths intermixed in that movie or not, I did learn more. And again, every time I learn something, knowledge is power. Right. And it just helps us rise to the next level. After you watch a movie like that, and last night, this is what I did. I I literally went on the online and started looking up debates for for and against abortion. I, you want more knowledge, more power to go, okay, oh. this is this either supports my beliefs or this makes me think could I be wrong or you know and I Absolutely. think that's what we need to do as people. Anytime that you have a stance on something like abortion mm-hmm. or adoption, you always need to see the other side. Yeah. Because I think that turning a blind eye to the other side is not going to make you more educated, right. more understanding. I think that also when we are looking at something and we learn where the other side is coming from, we're able to meet them where they are. Right. And again, I've, I've talked about being present in the moment. If you're present in the moment and meeting people where they are, you're going to reach them. Right. If you're not understanding where they're coming from, you're not going to form a connection and you're not going to get your point across and you're not going to be heard. So the most important thing, in my opinion, is really being able to understand, even to if empathize. you disagree. Some people will be so resolute in their own doctrine that you have to be the person to step outside of your comfort zone, your box. And, and put listen. out that hand. Yes. And welcome them. and Or, you know, listen and know what they're talking about and where they're coming. Oh, An yeah. olive branch. is Very, great. very yes. powerful. Thank you. Absolutely. When I developed the You Before Me campaign, uh-huh. it was not to condemn anybody who's had an abortion. Right. It was and is to celebrate the women that chose adoption mm-hmm. and to educate those that have had abortions and are considering future abortions. Right. When you are talking with a woman who is deciding what to do when she's being faced with an unplanned pregnancy and she's scared and worried and anxious and has every emotion imaginable, she's excited on one hand and terrified on another, at that point, the best thing that anybody can do in talking with a woman who is facing an unplanned pregnancy is ride the roller coaster with her. Take her hand and just listen. Nice. Oftentimes, people want to exert their opinion. They want to fix the problem. They want to take over and really make sure that that person's fine when sometimes people just want to be heard. Right. Taking a step back, providing education, explaining what the options really look like, short-term, long-term, and letting her make a decision that she's going to be comfortable with, that she's going to follow through on. In the long-term, in, you know, years down the road, they can look back and go, I'm glad I made that choice. I'm proud of myself. I can right. look myself in the mirror and know I did the right thing. And right. it was really hard, but I did the right thing. Right. And it was, you know, discomfort and emotion and everything else going into it. And am I giving away my baby, we, which we talked about? No, you're not. You're no. placing that child. You're lovingly placing yeah. that child. Very good. And that's important, too, because when a woman is making that choice, she is going to be influenced Uh by outside factors. As a society, unfortunately, many people have normalized the concept of abortion. Yeah. We need to work on normalizing the concept of adoption. Right. As 
an adoption community and people who have participated in adoption, whether it be a birth mother, an adoptive child, an adoptive parent, Mm -hmm. it's important to discuss it. It needs to be the norm. When kids are playing video games and they're playing the shooting games, Uh my kids love video games. Right. They love, we have every game system imaginable. (laughs) Lucky. People will often say, yeah, right? Lucky for them. Right. Not so much for you. People often say, aren't you concerned about, you know, the shooting games? Violence. And yes. And it's going to desensitize them and it's going to be non-beneficial in the future and it's going to be harmful. And, And it's almost ironic to me mm-hmm. that we're so focused on on one aspect of what the future can hold if we let our children play video games. And normalize that. Right. We've normalized that, desensitized our children to these video games. Mm-hmm. But yet abortion is happening constantly every and day. They're, it's already normalized. Correct. And unfortunately, many are desensitized to it. Mm -hmm. And that is why women are having multiple abortions Mm -hmm. and not just this was an unplanned pregnancy. And whether it's it's one baby or seven, it's a tragedy. And when I'm not in any way, shape or form discounting the shooting games and the impact that they may or may not have, I'm using it as an analogy to where we're focusing a lot of time, effort, energy studies on what's the long-term effect of video games, but we're not really focusing as much time, attention, and detail to what's the long-term effect of abortion. abortion. And by changing that focus to adoption and putting our time, effort, energy into the promotion of adoption education, I think as a society, we can change the mindset and the alternative Mm go-to when a birth mother chooses not to parent. Right. And look at the long-term benefits of of adoption over abortion. Mental, physical, all that. Some studies that I have read, and again, certain studies that that we share on the podcast, we will be citing sources. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ones that we're not citing sources on, we will state that as well. And it's because there's so many general studies out there. I read a study that stated that the leading cause of death is actually abortion. and It's not heart disease and no, car accidents. No. It's abortion. If you believe a baby is a, baby at a human at conception, then the leading cause of death is abortion. And that, that to me... chilling. Right. It's heart-wrenching. Because as a society, these are our babies. And we see on the news when there is a bad car accident and we lose a family, and that's terrible and devastating. We, we're watching... And I'm getting chills as I'm saying this. Right. We're watching on the news these these mass murders. And as a nation, we're grieving mm-hmm. over the loss. And it's as well we should. A hundred percent. But in comparison, numbers why wise. Why are we not grieving for these babies? Thank you. Our goal in the You Before Me campaign is to promote that there is a third choice. And that's and that's in my option. opinion, a better choice. My name is Lacey, and I placed my daughter Jada two months ago. I chose adoption because I didn't feel it was fair to her to go the route where 
you terminate a pregnancy because it really had nothing to do with her. I was the responsible party and I needed to make a decision accordingly. So because the father left when I was three months pregnant and I already have two daughters, I knew that was the only option really for her to have a better life. And I knew that there was a lot of beautiful families out there who can't have kids or for whatever reason, they don't go through that process. So I felt that it was the best thing for her is to give her everything I could never give her. So that's why I placed her. I chose building Arizona families because I was kind of in a situation where I was gonna be kicked out of my house and I was gonna have nowhere to go, be five months pregnant. And they got me in, they got me taken care of. They basically saved my life and they saved my baby's life because I would have been homeless on the street. They were amazing. I got in here and they took care of me and were there with me through the whole journey. So. It was a good choice. <laughs> I didn't think I was strong enough to do it, and I did it. And I'm in a really good place now. Even though it's only been two months, I'm in a very good place. And I have a really good adoptive family who are beautiful to me. And, and so it can turn out good, you know, for everyone involved. Building Arizona families was, they were just supportive through the whole process. Um, my case manager, Blaine, was beautiful. I love her. Um, and she was there no matter what I needed. Um, like I said, all my needs were taken care of. I'm really glad I chose this place and, and the people here are wonderful and they support you the whole way. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112 or you can call us toll free at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing and get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan. You can check out the blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Special thanks this week to Adam Scary as well as to Admiral Bob for the use of their song, Where Are You? As always, thanks to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth, Mother Matters, and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains. We'll see you then.